Amen. What a, it's so nice to see everybody here this morning. Uh, I know it's, it's warm. Hopefully a breeze comes through. How many of you guys have been, you've, you've been so excited about coming into church. Uh, you may need to t- turn me, I'm echoing you. Um, you're so excited to come to church that you put your, you lock your car and then you run into the church and leave your car key in the door. Um, if you can't say yes to that, well, after today you can. Because somebody left their, their key in the door and came into church. Thank you for trusting us. Um, your R10 is still going to be outside if you come and collect your, your key after the service. Um, so I remember years ago, Paul and I went to Gold Reef City. And I, th- I think it was Gold Reef City. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But we both love theme parks. And we, we were on this roller coaster. And I'm not sure how many of you love roller coasters, but we were all excited about this roller coaster. And you know the adrenaline as you're going up and it clicks, click, 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 and it's going to the top and you get this, this terrified, exciting feeling. And you know, then all of a sudden the roller coaster goes silent. And you know it's coming, you know? And, and we were going up and we were clicked. And as we got to the silent part, I said to, I said to Paula, I said, are you sure? Uh, why, why didn't you clip your seatbelt on? And she said, what, what are you talking about? I said, should it be loose like that? And then off we went. <gasps> oh, I never realized how much damage I would cause right in that moment. Me, absolute faith, woo, enjoying the ride. Paula, ah, holding on for a life, absolute fear. It was an, it was an awful thing to do. I, I, I genuinely feel bad. Uh, and, and also Paula was pregnant with Kayla at the time. We didn't know, um, which, which explains a lot. Uh, and, and the reason I'm saying that is that's what entering 2024 feels like. Some people, safe and secure. This is going to be fun. Yes, there will be ups and downs, but I'm going to enjoy the ride. Then you've got other people. they like, will I even survive? Is this the end? You know, absolute fear. And then there are other people like Mr. Bean who falls asleep on the roller coaster. You know, you don't even know, oh, what did we change yours? I didn't even pay attention to that. Um, Devin sent me a quote sitting over there. He's from a book he's reading, and it says this. We will serve what we fear. Think about that. We will serve what we fear. Whatever we are going through, through faith, we are safe and secure in the arms of Jesus. He's got his arms wrapped around us. And yes, there's going to be ups and downs this year, but Jesus will get us through. Jesus will get us through. Whatever we fear will master us. And if we have a healthy reverence and fear of God, then we will be mastered by the fear of God. But if we have a fear of the future, we will be mastered by the fear of the future. Let us all have a healthy reverence and fear of God as we go into 2024. The only thing to fear is the God who holds all things in his hands. I want to remind you of this. Nothing is for nothing. Everything you've been through up until this moment, nothing is for nothing. God never wastes a hurt. Any hurt you may have, God can bring something good out of it. God uses all things together for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. If you love God and you're called according to His purpose, then God will work all things you've been through for His good. And for those in a relationship with Jesus, He has a promise from God, from Scripture, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Today we are starting a three-week series called engage. If you are in the room, if you still have breath, you still have life, you still have purpose. And we want to make sure that this year, like I said when I prayed, we don't say, Lord, please bless my plans. We say, Lord, what are your plans? May I get involved in them? Because they're already blessed. 
So, this is the scripture, Joshua 13, verse 1. If you write anything down today, write the scripture down, go and meditate, it, meditate on it, go over it again and again and again and again. It says this. <clears throat> when Joshua had grown old, the Lord said to him, now God's about to speak, and let me tell you this, God doesn't exaggerate and he doesn't lie. What does he say to Joshua? You are now very old. So if you get a word like that and you are questioning whether you're getting old and then God himself says you are very old, then you are very old. And listen to this. And there are still very large areas of land to be taken over. Today we may feel tired, old, retired, unqualified, disqualified, more fear than faith. And the word to us, City Hill Church, and I'm bringing a word at the beginning of the year, there is land to be taken in our hearts and in our community and we will take the land. We planted this church years ago, not to have a meeting. Yes, we have a meeting. But the goal was not to have a meeting. The goal was to be on mission. And therefore, everybody in the room called by God is called to be on mission. Not just to fill up a Sunday meeting, but to be on mission for the king and the kingdom. And that mission hasn't changed. God put us in this place, in this community, in this time, in this church. If you are here today, that means I believe God has put you here on purpose because he wants to commission you for your future. When Joshua was younger, he, was, he just loved to be with the Lord. He loved to be in the temple. Uh, and he had walked with Moses and seen God move in the most supernatural ways. He had a passion for the things of God. And I know many people here have a passion for the things of God. And God told Moses, I have a promised land for you and the people. And after wandering around in the desert, they eventually reached the promised land. So Moses sent out 12 spies. And many of you know this. Ten came back with a bad report. We won't take this land. Two came back with a good report. We will take this land. And all 12 were right. We know that. Listen to this. This is what the spies went out to see. Numbers 13, verse 23 to 33. And I encourage you, church, get stuck into Scripture. If you haven't started a reading plan or something, I encourage you, even if it's a simple thing, three minutes a day, just get Scripture in you. It will change your life forever. Numbers 13, verse 22 to 33. When they came to the valley of Eskol, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes so large that it took two of them to carry it on a pole between them. That's a big bunch of grapes that it takes two men to carry. They also brought back samples of the pomegranates and figs. The place um, was called the Valley of Eskol, which means cluster, because of the cluster of grapes the Israelite men cut there. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel in Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and shown them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, And it is indeed a bountiful country. And I'm telling you this about our community. It is a bountiful space. A land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful. And their towns are large and fortified. And there are some spirits over this town. When uh, We even saw giants through the descendants of Anak. Down to verse 30. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. Why? Because God had already told them it is their land. And he's like trying to stir the crowd. who are getting negative and cynical. He's like, guys, it's our inheritance. Let's take the land. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. 
We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. So what happens is the voice and the negativity and the cynicism and the fear of the ten ended up polluting all of the people. So instead of all of those people going into the promised land, those negative spies went and messed it up for everybody else. Right? And then what those people ended up doing is they went through life, drifting aimlessly through their life, one year after the next, just trying to survive, not sure what the purpose of life was, until eventually they died. That's not our purpose. How do we feel when you, if you go for coffee with somebody and you're sitting there and the person arrives four minutes late? Yeah, not too bad. It's not too bad. I don't, I don't mind waiting four minutes. Now, um, imagine they are 40 minutes late. I mean, if you're still there, you're quite patient. You know, you're a patient person, 40 minutes late. Now, imagine not 40 minutes, not 40 hours, not 40 days, not 40 weeks. Not 40 months. Joshua and Caleb waited for 40 years because of the disobedience and the fear of the other people around them. In other words, they heard the call, they saw the promises, yet the fear of all the people cost them and they sat around wondering for 40 years. And somehow they didn't become all bitter and twisted. They still believed God for the promise that he put on their lives. Eventually, only Joshua and Caleb entered the land that God had promised. Ten said... Now, we must evaluate where our hearts are. The problems outweigh the potential, and fear rose up. Two said, the potential outweighs the problem. God is with us, and we're not just taking this land for our sake. We're taking this land for God's sake because he's given it to us, and he's called us, and faith rose up. And I want to say to us, City Hill Church, God's given us this land, and I trust that he'll give us wisdom and strategy and boldness Remove the fear so that we can take the land that God has given us. Theologians calculate that this is how many people died in the wilderness. So there were Joshua and Caleb who, and their families who have faith for the promise. And then there were all the other people that calculate that over 2 million people died in the wilderness. That means Joshua and Caleb had a million to one odds against them, yet they still didn't allow... Fear to dictate, they allowed faith to dictate, and they did end up entering into the promised land. We are not called to listen to the crowd. We are called to listen to the Lord. And the Lord says, I believe, this ground is for him. Um, so, so what happens is they go into the land, and bit by bit the nation grew in strength, and they took more and more land until Joshua was very old. Time to retire. He has finished strong. He's worked hard. He's taken ground. He's taken the promised land. Against all odds, he lived a life of faith. He had to wait while everyone else's disobedience cost them their lives. And eventually, when he's very old, he takes the land and he explores the land and he takes ground. And God, knowing that he's very old and he's done well, says this, there is still land to be taken. In this scripture, they were talking about physical land, which is a metaphor for us taking spiritual ground. There is spiritual land in our community for us to take. And I, I am being commissioned as I commission you that I believe God has anointed us not just to go through life wandering around what's our purpose, but to be men and women again on mission 
to reach people with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is our land. It is our core. The goal for 2024 is not to cope in the land. It's to conquer the land. So this, so if any of you enter 2024 and thought, Lord, please help me cope, I pray that God will change your heart and say, Lord, please help me conquer. This community belongs to Jesus Christ. And City Hill is a city on a hill, a light that cannot be hidden. In other words, all of you make up the light that goes into this community and illuminates the dark places, dark places so that people can get saved. So how do we take the land? Before we look at some practical methods, I want to look about three attitudes of the heart or three perspectives that we need to take. Number one is we look back with thanks. Number two, we look up with faith. Number three, we look forward with courage. So we look back with thanks. There is a way... Sorry, guys. I know that I'm being distracting to you, but is this, this thing is echoey. Is it fine on the sound? We can cut that out. Number one, we look back with thanks. There is a way of looking back in your life that's very good for you, and there's a way of looking back in your life that's very bad for you. Sometimes we look back and it's unhelpful. Sometimes we look back and it's very helpful. Um, We can look back and think, why did I go through that? Why did that happen to me? It's not fair. I wouldn't have chosen that path, and I cannot believe why I'm here now. And that's unreasonable. It's unfair, Lord Jesus. Why did you let that happen to me? Or we can look back and say this, thank you, Lord, for getting me through that. Thank you for getting me through. Thank you for making me stronger. Thank you for the lessons that I've learned in that dark season, but I've come through it. Thank you that you have an eternal plan for my life, and I'm stronger and more full of faith today than I was then. How many people say, oh, pre-COVID, it was so much better back then, you know? Yet people pre-COVID were saying, oh, a few years before that, life was so much better, simpler times. And then we watch some video of how cool it was in the 80s riding our bikes around town. And we think, oh, it was so much better then. And what we do is we can think about how much better it was every season before the season we're in until all the way back to Adam. It just seemed to be like exponentially better in the past. Yet in every one of those good old days, they don't seem to be so good at the time. So in the middle of that time, we're like, oh, complaining about how much better it was then. And now we're in those times. And then with that mindset, it robs us of the gift of today. Because we think about how much better it was back then when I lived there and did that and had this and had that. This is the day that the Lord has made. But we can't rejoice because yesterday was better. Now this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So how do we look back? We look back with gratitude because God has brought us through. How do we look back? With the right mindset, not digging up all the dirt of the past, but thanking God for the things that he's given us. Joshua fought many battles. His past was war-torn, and I'm sure he had many scars. Yet he had taken lots of land, and now he was tired. And this is, I just want to show you a map on the screen. Ooh. (laughs) Paula, can you look at my bag there? I've got a pointer. (laughs) I've never used my pointer before. Um, There's nothing to point out. It's just that exciting. (laughs) Oh no. Okay. It's just not the same. (laughs) I want my little laser. Um, So that's a map. The red area was the land that Joshua had taken to date. When God said there's still land to be taken. The green area was the land he still had to take. Right? 
So he had done a lot of hard work and he had taken a lot of land. But there was still so much more land to take. God has taken us through so much as a church. City Hill, we've gone through so much. And he is building his church. There have been tough times. There have been struggle. There has been loss. There has been... <gasps> Dale, won't you give Dale a round of applause? As you can see the map over there, the red bit, oh, I feel smart. Eh? Uh, don't worry, I'll, I'll have more to point out later on. Um, in my life, there have been great challenges. It hasn't all been smooth sailing. There's been some dark times, but God got us through. God is faithful. God is good. And even when I didn't feel very connected with God at the time, God was there. Our characters have been refined, and God is taking us forward. After all the battles, for all of you, here you are. And this year, we are going to take ground for the king and the kingdom. Spoiler alert. You will probably have some battles this year. But the war has already been won. It's a fact. The war is over. Jesus won. We may have battles, but we understand the end result. These battles happen. The war has been won. So, num- so first, we, we look back with thanks. Number two, we look up with faith. Let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. I've got another picture. <laughs> okay, I really don't need a pointer for any of these, but thank you for the pointer. Let's have the picture of the, the, the hedge. There we go. Regarding our future, life can feel like this. We're walking through this maze. See, we're walking over there. <laughs> this is going to be irritating soon for a lot of people. I can see that. But anyway, back to my thing. We're walking over there. And we can feel like, I don't know what's around the next corner. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what life holds. I don't know what to expect. Yet imagine having a drone aerial view of where we are and where we need to be. So now we've got the next picture. When God looks at our lives, He sees everything. He sees an aerial view. And all we've got to do is walk and step with the Spirit. And then He takes us. And if you follow, okay, what I'm going to do is, okay, no, okay, I don't know which way to go. But you'll find exactly where you need to go. Why? Because we keep in step with the Spirit of God. And maybe you've entered this year and you think, I don't know where to go. And I don't know what's going to happen yet, next. But we look to the God who does. And He shows us exactly where we need to be. We have a relationship with the living God. He knows where He needs you to be now. He knows why you live in this community. He knows for how long and He knows what you've got to do here. And if we keep our eyes fixed on Him, then He makes sure that happens. The last thing um, we want is to wander through life, lost and confused, wondering what our purpose is and why we are alive. And you know, what is the point of all of this? And God's like, actually, I've called you to be on mission and to take ground. It's like an air traffic controller in an airplane. The, the pilot, he can't see everything, but the air traffic controller can see the whole radar and he knows exactly where the plane needs to be. And God looks at all of our lives and he knows exactly where we are and where we need to be. Hindsight is great, yet God doesn't need it. What we need in, is faith in the God that sees. And a warning, when we are not looking up, we are looking around and then we start comparing and competing and complaining. And instead of the security that comes from being in the arms of Jesus Christ, we end up looking at everyone else's lives and thinking, how come they're so blessed? How come they're so happy? How come their children are so good and mine are also so good? Um, How come everything else... How come? (laughs) It's just different when they're in the room. Um, How come everyone else is having so much fun in their life and I'm going through such hard times? When we look up in faith, 
We don't end up looking down in our souls. Because when we look down, insecurities envelop us. And then we wonder why and we compare and we feel so down about ourselves. Our self-worth, our purpose, our view of ourselves and the world look down when we don't look up. So right now, if you look up, your soul will go up with you. If you look down, your soul will go down with you. I encourage you, church, look up. God's got 2024 in the palm of his hand. All you've got to do is hold on to God. Uh, Number three, we look forward with courage. Another time God spoke to Joshua. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Look back with thanks. God got us through. Look up. Connect to your Father. God's got a plan for this year and for your life. And we look forward with courage. Why do I look back with with gratitude? Because God is there. Why do I rejoice today? Because God is here. Why am I excited about the future and have courage? Because God is there. So what ground have we got? And I think you need to ask yourself that question today. Lord, what ground have you got for me, for my family, for my future? Um, As a church, we have exciting plans for this year. We've got men's things planned. We've got women's things planned. We're mobilizing our leaders. We're ordaining elders. We're taking ground. So talk about taking ground. Um, in a few weeks, we're going to be starting what we are called, it's a church-wide campaign, it's a preaching series, and it's going to be a series on identity. It's called the Identity Series. This means that over six weeks, we'll be getting to root issues, establishing secure identities, because when we're not sure who we are and why we are, then we end up insecure in many other areas of our lives. So for six weeks, we're going to be really getting down and understanding exactly who we are and what we're called to. Without a secure, secure identity, everything else starts to fall apart. So what we do is this. We will give everybody in the church a devotion book. And, it, and it's really well done and it's well put together and it's, it will be handed out to everyone in the church, no charge. And each week we will be, we'll be preaching into key areas of our identity. And then during the week, in the life groups, we will be going deeper, and we'll be, there's, in, in the book there's fill in words, and we'll be going deeper so we can understand exactly who we are. And then each day we'll be doing a daily devotion, and we'll be reading about identity. And by the end of the six weeks, God willing, we are far more secure and stable than we were when we started the course, even if you are very secure at the moment. A huge amount of work has gone into this series, and it's good biblical content. So earlier on I showed you a map. And now I want to show you another map. There we go. Can you see the red line there? Right? That red line, I, was, I, was, I looked on, on, Google, on Google Maps, and I was thinking, how, how, do I, how do I find the whole area that we live in? And, and then I, I was, you know, what, what it normally does is it cuts it off somewhere here. So you've got King, Kingsborough, and you've got a Mams and Toti. And Mams and Toadie has a whole bunch of suburbs, and Kingsborough has a whole bunch of suburbs. So I was like, how do I get this thing to map it from the border of where we are to the border of where we are? From that river to that river there. So eventually, uh, I went on a bit of a rabbit trail, and I found that all of those areas, including this Malagasy over here, are all under the postal code 4126. So if you go on Google Maps now, and you type in 4126 in the, in the search area it will highlight the area that God's given us to take, right? 
So I, I, this is, and this is not, I mean, I know you can read anything into anything, but it, for me, this was just an exciting thing. So I thought, I wonder what the, the, the number 4126 means. And I looked it up in the Strong's Concordance, because every Greek and Hebrew word has a number attached in the Strong's and the Greek and the Hebrew Concordance. So I looked up the word uh, the, the 4126, and the word is moba, right, in the Hebrew, and it means entrance or coming in. And, it's, and, and specifically in Ezekiel 43, verse 11, it talks about God coming into the temple because the people had kind of gotten polluted. And God says, I'm going to establish myself amongst the people and there's going to be a holy place. But I want to tell you that I'm coming in. And I thought, Lord, are you coming into our community? Not just our church, all of the churches. Groups everywhere, churches everywhere, life everywhere. The power of God moving in. And then I looked it up in the Greek. And the word is pleo. It means to sail or voyage. And I was thinking about the word that God gave us last year and we preached. A raft, you just get on a raft and you sit and you just drift through life and you have no control over where you end up and you know you just drift. On a rowboat, you're doing all the work and you're trying super hard and it just seems like all your effort's going nowhere. On a sailboat, what we do is we catch the wind of the Spirit and we go exactly where God wants us to. God is coming in, and we are going to be filled with the Spirit to effectively take this land. So what are practical ways that we can take ground? It's by taking the ground that God's already given you and making it available to Him. In other words, you might have a three-by-three-meter space in your house, which is called your lounge, and we'll give the ground that we've got to the king, and we'll take the ground that we don't for the king. It's always good to get together, to gather around the Word, to pray, to worship His name. There are people that you know that nobody else in the room knows, and those people might be given... that You are the ambassador. You are the hands and feet. And those people are going to hear the gospel. Why? Because you are on mission to go and reach them. And then you create a space, and you say, Lord, this land is your land, and I pray that you will use this land to reach other lands. And then you reach a friend, and that friend gets saved, and their life is turned around, and their family is restored, and God does something supernatural, and they open their home. So three things to think about as we close. Who we could invite to church for our six-week series. And hopefully they stay. We want people to live in godly community. Number two, if you are not in a group in City Hill Church, we're not just a church with groups, we're a church of groups, then... Find a group and get connected. If you need help doing that, put your names down and we will find a group for you in your area. And, and God willing, let's put that map up. We got it there. We have every suburb has a group in it. So, number one, invite people. Be on mission. Take ground. Take territory. We're fighting a spiritual battle and when we share the good news of the gospel, it pushes the enemy out and takes ground for the king. Number two, if you're not in a group, get in a group. And number three, if you have an hour free and three friends... Start a group. So you might be in the room and you're going, you're not at work, we've got a little boardroom. So what I'm going to do is during one, one day a week, I'm going to say, guys, for our lunch hour, I'd like you to gather and we're going to start a group together. Maybe you've got to open your home. Maybe you just got to say, Lord, I'm willing. But maybe you're also in the room and you're going, I've got space, but I don't feel comfortable to lead. We are going to be doing training and we're going to equip you and all the work is already done. It's a little video thing and you watch it and you fill in. So there's no pressure on you, but maybe you just want to host a group and you're saying, I'm happy to host, but I don't really want to lead the group. Then put your name down and let's give that space to the king and the kingdom. So now we've got a little promo video that I'd like us to watch. Have we got that? Yeah. 
You are unique, different, So over there on the screen that you were just watching, um, we have the we have we have our identity series. We're going to be preaching into identity. We unfortunately we did we do we have got a whole bunch of engaged forms to how to engage in the church over the year. But there was an issue with the printer, so we have like 30 copies. We'll leave at the info desk, and maybe you want to go and grab one and say, um, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Dale. We might need to put those there. And then you, and then, and then, if you say, "I'd like to get involved in the church, but I'm not sure where to get involved. How do I take ground personally, and how do I connect?" So then, go get one of those forms, fill it in, and then we will help connect you in the right space. There are large areas of ground to be taken, and we don't just say, "Okay, that's it. What we need is faith this year." We need two things: we need faith and action. Otherwise, we can sit around doing nothing, hoping someone else will do it. But why don't we personally take action to take the land? So. Lord, thank you for what you've taken us through. Thank you that you are with us. And thank you that we'll be men and women on a mission to take ground for the king and the kingdom.